0: Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now, here's your host, Dale Dixon.
1: Choosing empathy to help you become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. I help leaders be their best on stage and in front of the camera. I'm also a chief innovation officer for a Better Business Bureau. Davina Ware, Well, she works with Price Associates as their workplace and career advisor and marketing and PR director. Davina has been instrumental in elevating the brand presence across various platforms. You can find the complete leader all over the place. She's the force behind the promotion of the brand. Uh, in a vast community, overseeing campaigns for member engagement, virtual courses, alumni re-engagement, and the exciting launch of a new website. Check it out, thecompleteleader.org. In addition to her impressive marketing and PR portfolio, Davina is also a seasoned coach. She guides individuals with TTI assessments and the completer's Uh, complete leaders, 27 competencies and with skills ranging from event planning and management to executive coaching and public speaking. Davina exemplifies the blend of strategy and leadership that today's dynamic corporate landscape uh, demands. Davina, great to be with you today.
0: Great to be with you again, Dale. I'm so excited about this topic.
1: Ah, We're talking empathy. It's the missing link you say in our leadership strategy. Um, Give us some examples on, because you spend so much time working with so many clients, how do you see it as a missing link? Where where does it surface? What are some of the results of a lack of empathy in business?
0: Excellent question. I see it surface when people have their own self-interest, which makes sense, right? If you're going to be promoted or recognized for the work you do, it's you as one person. But when people get so far driven in that area uh, of, I've got this line, this deadline, I have to do this thing. I'm trying to rebrand my career. I want to get noticed. I just said I five times. And somewhere people operate on autopilot of I because our society creates a space for that. But it's a weird dichotomy because in the workplace, it is you and it it's your specific title and role, but you have a whole team that's moving this forward. So when there's fear, I think panic, ego, or um, just a lost sense of self, people get hyper focused on I, on themselves. And so they almost don't make room for other folks to, to even think about other people. Uh, sadly, to say that. And then tint is not always a negative one, but in survival mode, this is where people tend to go.
1: We are all tuned in to one radio station, WIIFM. It's called There you go. In go. Me.
0: Absolutely right.
1: <laughs> so so on the flip side, flip that around, and we, we think about... What is an empathetic leader? What what are some of the character traits that we're looking for and looking to develop as empathetic leaders?
0: An empathetic leader has an idea of the experience of each one of their employees. So they know a bit about their background. They have an idea of how they show up. They know what motivates them. And so they speak to that area. Gone are the days of... We hired you, do your job, that's it, end of discussion. Gone are those days. Uh, One, because those millennials enter the market and I'm telling on myself a little bit, we are striving for work-life integration and not just work-life balance. And I need to feel like I'm somewhere where I'm appreciated, where they care about what I'm doing. But even if it's just recognizing I'm here and why I'm here, I'll probably stay. You see me ultimately. So before we can get to what I can do for you, it's who are you? Who are the folks on your team? We don't have to get very deep into um, pain points and background information, but just who who showed up here today for work? I just want to know who that person is. What makes you great? What are the things that frustrate you and not be intimidated by it? So it's know who's on your team, but also be really, really open to feedback. Don't just say that you have an open door policy. Physically leave your door open so <laughs> folks can come in and uh, ask questions, leave concerns, but you have to be a part of the inclusivity. It starts with you. So that stepping outside of, your leadership role taking that leadership hat off just put it on your desk you don't have to put it away in a drawer but just be a team member i think we forget that leaders are still part they're still members of the team they haven't become some alien life force that i think we've made each other to be but who who are you as well to them this is who i am as a leader i don't think leaders are transparent enough to then influence those on the team to be transparent with them. You have to model that because if you don't, if you're just like, well, I'm expecting transparency. People are like, why from you? You're a hypocrite. So we don't want to put that out there as well, but ultimately get in their shoes, sit with them, Learn about what they do. Yes, you've approved the job description, but when's the last time you've read it? When's the last time you've sat five minutes with an employee to say, oh gosh, I, I thought that this took you five minutes and it takes you 50, and I send you 10 of these requests a day. You must be overwhelmed. So we've got to come out of, I'm a leader, so I, I operate in this way and in this section sit with the folks, get their experience. It's great if you are a leader who maybe matriculated through the ranks and you had some experience in that role, great. Go back still and sit with them and learn this new experience. Learn the language of a generation that might be different from yours. That's something I think that keeps us in silos as well is we have assumptions of intent and understanding across generations. So if you have someone on your team that's of a different generation, take them out to coffee and just learn about what their perspective of the world is being from that generation. It's a great way to open your mind. It's a great way to build your relationship. And it's a great way to think about how all of the hands that are touching the work on your team are bringing different expertise and perspective. And you might find you might need more of something or you might find here's an opportunity for me to lend my expertise and teaching them something. So as leaders, become teachers. But in order to become a teacher, you have to learn who you're teaching and how they're showing up.
1: I think one of the most impactful stories for me, and and it's from afar, but I'll relate it, um gets to the heart of what you're talking about. So, uh, we have a company based in Idaho. It's called Simplot. And if you've eaten a french fry at McDonald's, you have consumed a product of this company, plain and simple. Supplies all of f- all the french fries for McDonald's. And I was talking to one of their food scientists who had been traveling to plants around the world. It's a global company. Um, with the CEO and he's now retired. His name is Bill Whitaker, who was the CEO. And, um, this, this food scientist told me it was so impressive because we would walk into a plant in South America and, and Bill would go to the line, the manufacturer, you know, the, the line where they're cutting potatoes or whatever. And he would pull the, the lady aside, know her by name and talked to her about a family connection or something he knew about her family and the impact that had on him as a, you know, the food scientist making the trip, but then the impact that had on the employee was huge. This is a massive, massive multinational, I mean, it's global company. And the CEO knew who was on the line at this plant somewhere in South America. I mean, it was... That was one of those stories that just stuck with me, and really makes me think I have got to up my game in the empathy empathy department. Just like you're talking about, and it and that oh. tells me it's possible. There's somebody's doing it; they're doing it really well. I want to figure that out, dive in, and understand and and do that because it really sets the bar for great leadership.
0: Completely, I would love to shake that guy's hand. I know. (laughs) Because something so small as that, you feel like I matter. And most of the time, employees just want to feel like my work is contributing to something that I'm doing more than just collecting a paycheck every day. And as you speak of that, that reminds me of a time I took a leave of absence from work. And the day I came back, I was on the elevator with the president of the company. And I said hello to him. He looks at me. And he goes, It's sure good to have you back. And then he walked out of the elevator. And you would have thought that my favorite celebrity had just winked at me or something. I was so happy. But he saw me. And that and I'm sure from an empathetic standpoint, he thought, man, this must be a lot after you've been gone for a couple of weeks and you're probably feeling anxious of Wow, I've probably got a lot of work to do. How do I get back integrated into the fold? And so that act of just looking at me and acknowledging me, I was like, I want to go to bat for this company. Such a very small thing, but it gave me the drive to want to give my best.
1: So let's bring this current day. The the most recent episode we we were talking about communication gaps, and we talked about culture. You you talked about you know the impact the, the, of COVID on the workplace, and and I would like to, as cliche as it is now, but the difference and and the difference that empathy makes in the workplace now, considering how the workplace has changed. <laughs> dramatically in the last three years. So as at the recording, at the recording date of this podcast. So what, what is, why is it in the important in the workplace now or, or and has it, how has it changed?
0: I think a big one is um, the fact that with COVID came, what did we call it? The great um, migration or whatever we called it. Where the the employees great resignation. Would just, yeah. Great resignation. There we go where people were just leaving in droves. People just had the confidence to say, I don't need this. But then you had all these folks who figured entrepreneurship was an answer to their workplace issues. And I, I don't believe that, but that showed that a lot of people felt like there were other options that I don't have to take this anymore. And so now it's more important than ever to say, and honestly, there are a lot of companies that are still struggling to find workers in retail and food service. Even in regular corporate jobs, people I think have just been fed up to such a point and COVID was just the pin that burst the bubble. So it's important to more than ever to be empathetic to people's lifestyles, to folks' experiences, we just came out of a global pandemic. That means you probably know someone who died as a result. So we had a collective experience. So that alone means I have an understanding of going through tough times, just as you do. And to acknowledge that there's life outside of work that may be tough for people, be mindful of that. Not saying that you need to decrease their tasks or go easy on them, I think, Some older generations think that we need to be lighter on people or we need to not make people work as hard. That's not the answer. It's more of how do I partner with you? So the relationship now needs to be one that's not hierarchical, but more of a partnership. How do we work together? What are your goals? Yes, we want people to stay forever and ever because that will help us with productivity because you know when people leave, it leaves a gap. But how can I partner with you to make sure that as we've hired you as an employee to produce this kind of work, let's make sure you're getting what you need as well. Just that simple coming together of the minds to say, I'm not cracking the whip on you. We are not in the, um, I don't know why I can't think of it. Uh, we're not in the meatpacking uh, (laughs) industry anymore. We're not in the jungle. But we're still people. One is not better than the other. Let's break down those barriers. I have a certain expertise. And yes, I have a sense of accountability as a leader to make sure I steward you as an employee and your skills well. But it's not a I'm better than. It's a let's make sure we work together towards the same goal, although we might have different motivations for that goal. So We've just got to see people as, as as people and not they belong to us. We say this in marketing all the time, right? With your email list, you don't own these people. But same thing with, with a leader. You don't own these people, you steward them. Whenever someone comes to you and they've been working with you for a while, if and when they choose to leave, they should leave better. And in order to do that, you got to walk alongside them. You've got to understand their pain points. You've got to understand the blockages and obstacles in their work that hinder them from going from good to great. You've got to understand that, though, in order to push that way forward. And normally when you have leaders like that, people don't want to leave anyway because it's hard to find a leader that will step out of their day-to-day to make sure you're okay, how's it going? Or I'm just gonna stand out here and I, I brought some cookies from home and I had a leader whose mom, goodness, she was the best baker ever, but he would just bring us homemade cookies that his mother made. And just, and just the fact that he didn't get them from a grocery store, but he brought something very personal, again, that's helped to bring the walls down for us to just have chat for us to have conversations uh, with that same leader. As soon as COVID hit, we had a happy hour virtually, of course, and we were on that happy hour for three hours after work because he had created this sense of community and understanding that we collectively don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So even though we're out of it, we're all in a new space. We're all trying to figure it out. And to be able to say that as a leader is like, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm in a position to help you do the same thing.
1: I think the point you made, if, if people walk away from this podcast with nothing else, it's that as a leader, you are a steward and your job is to help that person be a better version of themselves when they leave the company. I mean, that's That's huge. So for the leader who's saying, you know what? Our organization's too big. We're too spread out. There's no way I can get to know everybody. Uh, my job is to drive performance. Empathy is a soft skill that I'm just not going to worry about. We drive performance. So what happens in a situation like that? Leaders without the empathy, with, who think they go without empathy or should go without empathy?
0: I would say that if you want performance, you need to get their buy-in. And in order to get their buy-in, you've got to understand the shoes they walk in. So as soon as you said that, uh, I'm like the, it's the same thing. Performance doesn't happen without having some kind of connection to the person that you want to perform. Because if they don't, you you're detached from that person and they're just working to their own devices, maybe their own drive. But when people feel disconnected, their performance is not going to be high. Studies have shown that time and time again throughout the years that some people do you want people to just be collecting a paycheck? That's what I would pose to that leader. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to do it alone. I get it. You are, you are in charge of outcomes, but who can you partner with to be a liaison perhaps between you and, and that. And and the people that you serve, essentially. There's someone who loves this work. There's someone that is really great at relationship building. So if that's not you, that does not give you license to throw in the towel, but it does give you an opportunity to connect with someone else who loves this work. And that will be a cheerleader for on your behalf and for your team. So if it is painful for you to even think about, let me sit with my employee for a while, let me take them for for coffee, et cetera. If it's painful, find someone who is great at this. And then you're giving them an opportunity to be even more of who they are, which if it's being empathetic and building relationships, normally those people are infectious anyway. So that can spark the performance, that can spark the excitement of that team member when you do that. So if it's not you, find someone else who can work with you in doing this, but that does not leave you off the hook.
1: So what about, what are some of those um, behavior styles that would make being empathetic difficult? If I'm looking at myself and saying, man, I don't feel comfortable sitting down to coffee with with the employee. What What are some of those behavioral styles that that will help under people understand themselves better. Empathy starts with me first.
0: <laughs> yes, empathy starts with me. I'm thinking about putting that on a shirt. But um, <laughs> our drivers, our conductors, because that's what their role is, is to drive the team forward, to get the results. And so when they respond to problems and challenges, they can be very direct, which is great. But... Sometimes they steamroll people in the process and people are the last the last thing they think about, but we can't do that. Just as we've talked about in optimizing strategy for results, people are at the center of a good strategy, same thing. So if you find that you're a person that doesn't like small talk or chit chat or something, find what works for you if normally those folks tend to be competitive, maybe that's a great way to integrate everyone is to create kind of a, a competition that's focused on a certain style of work. Then you get folks buy-in and then we can kind of come together in a different way than that. Or you have those folks that are highly compliant, that love the data, love the numbers, are very high in quality insurance and making sure that They're dotting their I's and crossing their T's. And so a lot of times they don't even have the capacity to mix and mingle with people because they gotta make sure that the data is right. They color inside the lines. They are your go-to folks for quality checking your work. So maybe it's how can that person integrate a process to get everyone on board for making sure that we have better quality. So it's, it could be stewarding an effort to do that or partnering with a person that loves people, loves people in context. But in, in each case, I would say find the people person on your group, find the person that loves water cooler talk and partner with them to help your initiative, whether that's your competitive thing you're doing, whether that's how can we all get together with quality? bring what we would call a high eye person. (laughs) Bring that person along with you because then people will like you after the effort. If not, it may fall flat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice way to put it. So as we land this plane, um, you've been leaving breadcrumbs all along the trail for us to follow as far as working on our, our empathy. But sum it up. What are some of the things that leaders can be doing to bring empathy to their leadership style?
0: The first th- first things first is just be available. No, not a hundred percent of the time, but don't stay locked away in the CEO suite, untouchable, so to speak, but just show up and, and show up as a real person, not as your title, show up as Dale, show up as Davina. I'm a real person in addition to me being a leader. And I just want you to see me as such and just looking people eye to eye as you're having conversations and listen, do some active listening, repeat back what you, what you've heard. That's the easiest way that people can start feeling like, okay, they hear what I'm saying, if nothing else. And then I would schedule some time with uh, the team member or the group of folks who have the biggest impact on your bottom line? What do they do all day? What's their perspective? A lot of times they have great insight on how things can be better, but they just don't know the process. They don't know if it's their place to provide this insight. So give them one, give people a platform to have discussions about things. And then the last thing, is work within your leadership style. So as we mentioned with folks that are more direct with problems and challenges or the folks that are more precise when it comes to compliance, how can you make that great and bring people along? Because that way you're not practicing cognitive dissonance where you're doing something very other than how you would normally operate. But make it fun. Make it bring the team along and your uh your relationship builder so that you can be you authentically. And then other people can join that party. But ultimately at the end of the day, as a leader, think about your first job or your second job before you had a leadership position. What was that like? How did you feel? And yes, you've worked hard, you've matriculated, but there were points where you wish someone had a better understanding of your experience so that they could have created a better one for you. So go back to your 22 year old self. And honestly, I would put it on the calendar to just, and you don't have to make it a big deal, but maybe once a quarter, think about 25 year old Davina in this workplace and identify someone who's maybe that same age on your team. And think about the parallels to that. That natural, and that doesn't involve you talking to people or having a conversation, but it just brings you back to humility. That you were once there and there's a new set of challenges. How can I make that person's experience a little bit better than mine was at their age? And that will spark all kinds of transformation that is it going to be taxing to you.
1: Fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Davina. This has just been insightful and a great reminder on a number of fronts uh, for us as we think about the way to really lead with empathy in the organization and what can be accomplished when we do. So we appreciate that.
0: Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.